Hello and welcome to Experience Share, episode number one hundo. One hundo. It's the big one hundo. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. The hunge. One hundred. That hunge. (laughs) It's got that hunge heat on it this episode. Oh, wow. Feel that? Josh, feel that? It's got that hunge heat on it. I can't touch my mic. I know. It's too hot. Can you believe we've been doing this dang show for 100 episodes already? No, and it's almost... We threw it off a little bit, but, uh, you know, almost 100 weeks straight. Oh, it's more than 100 weeks straight. We basically have just been hitting the road as soon as we started this thing. November 2019, I think, is the first episode. Yeah. Because we had several issues in pre-pro, which may or may not include my game deleting itself by no error, no accident of my own. Yeah, right. (laughs) Nothing to having to do with accidentally dropping it on the floor. I've lost a couple games over the years that we've been doing this. But I I think overall, we basically have our shit together. Just pick myself up, brush myself off, and get back into it. Except when we played uh, Mystery Dungeon and I lost my game and decided that I was just done. (laughs) (laughs) The origins of Joshy Take the Wheel, because I had to (laughs) fucking grin and bear it to finish that thing. Ooh, speaking of Joshy Take the Wheel, Joshy, Uh I brought it down to the dang wire this week, didn't I? In fact, we're starting about a a half an hour late because I was still playing Pokemon. Just finished. <laughs> I guess I should have warned you last night, except you texted me at like seven, so I was like, oh, he's good. But I didn't well, realize that what you were texting me was a, a screen from like three missions ago. <laughs> I thought I was okay. I feel like I've played an absurd amount of Pokemon over the last week. Oh, Bugcatchers. We thought that the legs were long before this. Yeah. This leg puts really them all to shit. They really stretch it out. I think my clock went from like. 22 to 30 a clean 30 hours i'm at 41 what (laughs) they when you beat the game which josh and i both did oh wait yeah let me pull my stats stat screen and my stats said i think 40 hours and like 45 minutes how could you possibly have overshot it that much i thought mine was going to be over you mine is 29 54 up until this week i was out leveling you but this week we're even levels even rank Hell yeah. And somehow I've played 10 more hours of this game than you. Yeah, what are you doing? Lollygagging? Probably that means even bit. even last week, I was ahead of you on the hours, even though I was behind on levels. But I did get a lot of S-ranked corralling this week. Oh, yeah. And I did beat up every Pokemon that came on the screen. Did you, like, leave your DS running or something? Must have. You've been one to do that. Like, uh, didn't you do that on Blue? I do that a lot. When you left it on for like 200 hours? The other day, I fired up my <laughs> gaming computer and went to Steam and went to go play a game called Stellaris. Oh, and wow. He's saw, still playing that. Wow. Oh, yeah. And saw that I had apparently logged like 1,700 hours in Crusader oh Kings God. 3. Holy shit. Like, I've played a lot of Crusader Kings 3, but I haven't played 1,700 hours. I must have left my computer open with Crusader Kings 3, like, running for, like... I mean, how how, how many days is 173 hours? Yeah, it's an inconceivable amount of time. That's 72 days. I don't think you've played that much. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> Although I will say, you know, it's the deep, darkest part of winter... And my oh, civilization yeah. bug has come to bite me again, and I, I kicked it up again the other week. 
And uh, I'll tell you that I have a clean 700 plus hours on that. Actual hours. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You you played Civ like it's... About a month. Like it's your dang job, but it's not your job, Josh. Your job is to play Pokemon with me. Yes, and tell me uh, who we are this week, because I, I don't Should even I? think you got to the nicknames. We sort of just spun out of control. Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Magmortan. Magmortar. A.K.A. Tanner Green Ring. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Garchosh. Garchomp. A.K.A. Joshua Fielstad. Welcome to the program, Joshua. Welcome to the program, Buckheaders, Bug Rangers. Good to see and hear you all. We are in the final (laughs) stretch of Pokemon Ranger colon Shadows of Almia. We we have beaten the game, and now we're we're done. Regale all of you with our our adventures through the Almia region. Beautiful Almia again restored. At some point, Professor Scientist told us what Almia stood for, what it meant. Wasn't it? It was just something about you know brightness. No, it's like rebirth. Something about rebirth. That makes sense. There was that other word that we learned about in a bit, uh, vatinage. Oh, yeah, vatinage, which sounds like... Vatinage. It sounds like when two dudes um, rub their penises together on a bus. Well, okay. Uh, I agree until you get to the on a bus aspect. <laughs> What's the Why word I'm thinking it on of? A it's bus? right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Docking. I'm, I'm going to Google... <laughs> Frotting? Frotting. Frottage. Yeah, fraudage. Okay, yeah. What was the word? V- vantinage? Yeah. Um, what is vantinage? Because they do explain that too. It's when these three gems come together. I don't... So I guess it sort of is. The gems are frotting. The ge- <laughs> it's, it's when three gems fraught. They do yeah, it's frottage. these three ancient gems when they come together. It's vantinage. Yeah. And they create a very, very powerful styler. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was on the bus. I I sort of think of of fraudage as a a public thing. Is that not the case? No, I mean, it could be, but it's not specifically. Is that not the case, fraudage expert Joshua Fielstead? I don't. I prefer prefer Gar Josh. (laughs) Gar Josh. (laughs) Okay, good. We ended last week, Joshua when we had captured the blue gem from Sonic the Hedgehog and the red gem from... Uh, Lavana. Lavana. Uh, and then we had to go and rescue Whale Lord, which the evil Dim Sun was trying to turn into a boat. And we did, and we ended up on the Dim Sun oil tanker, Joshua. That's right. And waiting for us on the Dim Sun oil tanker was old Sven... And here's what Sven said to us as soon as we we touched down on the old tanker. He said, I've always had a lot of faith in you. I've always, I've always admired your guts, your determination. Would you join me on this oil tanker and help me take down Team Dim Sun? And we say, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yes, sir. We'll do that. And then we go up to the oil tanker and we get a little cutscene, don't we? That's right. It's been, I feel like it's been years since I watched this cutscene, but it's uh, it's the head of... Team Dim Sun. Shadowy figure. Escorting the three Sinister Trio. What are they called? Sin Trio? Sinis Trio. The Sinis Trio onto a helicopter to go do some nefarious deeds. The shadowy head of, uh, well, I almost spoiled it. The shadowy head of Dim Sun is up on this rig inspecting the progress being made on a new type 
of Gigarimo Mini Remo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, it's called the Incredible Machine. I'm not sure at what point they reveal that it's called the Incredible Machine, but they are working on a new like Mega Remo, like the world's biggest Mini Remo. Oh yeah. That will put every known Pokemon in the Almia region under its its sinister thrall. And it has over 300 different commands. We learn. Okay. And, uh, that's a lot of commands. Do they go through any of them? No. Would love to know why you need Pokemon to do 300 different things. It seems like mostly they just stick with attack Tanner's character. That's all that I've really ever seen. They did a whole lot of attacking my character this week. There's one part where you um, you ride a, an elevator up a, uh, an, a yet-to-be-disclosed location, and you're stopped yeah. about every three feet to battle oh my about God. 10 Pokemon. Yeah. We'll get to that when we get to that, Joshua. Yes, we see the shadowy figure revealing his plans, and it's up to the the Sinistrio to go out and, um, well, foil Execute. the rangers. Yeah. And why we're here is, I forgot, we're here to uh, rescue this Whalmer. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we came here to rescue But they this are trying to present as a whale lord. Right, yes. After the shadowy head of Dim Sun takes off in a cool-ass helicopter, I will say. Yeah. And again, very proportionate. Could fit some fit some bodies in there. You know, it's not like two squares. It's like half the screen. For sure. From there, you're able to scale up the tower because it's like an oil rig. And then you go down an elevator into the, the shadowy watery depths to try to find this whalemer and yeah. it's uh it's a hideout it's a classic kind of villainous hideout team d- team dim sum hideout you uh you obviously have a lot of uh wild pokemon here that you can uh fuck with a lot of them are dark types there's a lot of like murk crows and haunch crows oh, and hound dooms i love the hound dooms they were very useful their poke assist when you circle it will like get rid of like projectiles that the Pokemon you're trying to capture has sent out, which is super useful. Oh, that's cool. Plus they, you know, they they chase you really quickly, so you basically can't avoid fighting them. Yeah, they are a little bit of a pain in the ass because of that. The other thing we encounter is, oh, and and I'll say this, I think for the first time, I think this is the first time the character has done it, but your character starts assigning his own missions. Oh, yeah, because we're a top ranger now. Yeah, you're a top ranger. Ollie so is next top ranger. Sven is like, hey, will you help me like reveal the secrets of the, this hideout? And it'll be like, Tokyo Hotel decided that this is a mission. Like, yes. mission start. Collusion. Reveal the, the hideout secrets. Will so, I get a rank out of this? Maybe. I mean, we did. <laughs> Several. Yeah. So, so it seems a little corrupt. We but, really yeah, hacked the Matrix here. We can just assign our own missions. The mission's going to be like, go buy donuts from Stop and Shop. <laughs> it's like, okay. Mission accomplished. But so yeah, we go we go downstairs. We also have now access to, there's a lot of um, magnetons floating oh, yeah. around the, the oil rig here. And they're, they're the, uh, the most powerful recharge Poke Assist yet. Plus five. Plus five, which is 50 points of healing. Um, Love it. Which is pretty big. I think I ended the game with just under 100 points of, of health. Same. So he'll he'll heal half your bar, which is not too bad. And yeah. that's that's the last one, too. The, 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 from here on out, it's it's all magnetons. Magnetons all the way down. So we uh, head into the, the oil rig. There's a big-ass puzzle here where you need to walk on switches to lower alternating red and blue gates, and you need to, like... Yeah, like circuits. Find... What, what's the Luxray? Luxios. Luxios. Oh, it is Luxrays, I think, at this point. The yeah, big one. Right. 
Whatever the big yeah, one's the, called. The big, big lion boy. Yeah, you need to find them so that they can destroy the generators that are powering these, like, electrified floors. Uh, you know, it's all, it's all like, Pokemon villain base shit, you know? Yeah, it's pretty standard fare. We do, I feel before we get too far into the depths, because this is the first or second room, we're going to have to talk about one other Pokemon that I w- really was hoping we wouldn't have to talk about, especially considering we talked about Jinx last week, but... uh. You notice these Mr. Mimes? Yeah, this place is swimming with Mr. Mimes, and they've and got them like they're like day laborers. Yeah, they it's just very like, troubling. They're they're working the assembly line. They they could give a shit about you. You have to approach them if you want to battle. But when you do battle them, which I did, you know, at least a couple of times, especially because they got in my way or I wanted to get them into the browser. But when they use moves, they mime like they're farting. <laughs> You recall this? No. They like bend over and then their like little light screen or barrier or whatever like appears Farts around. But <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't think I noticed. Um, that's gross. How dare? Yeah. They? I didn't like it. So yucky. What? A, what an interesting. What a co- confounding kind of operation. Operation. They've well. What a confounding like set of circumstances that they've put in front of us. What are the legalities of making Mr. Mimes do what I, what I have to assume is slave labor? Well, I'm not sure that Dim Sun is really concerned about but also legalities. They're Pokemon, right? They're animals. But they are very, very human-like. It's no different from having a mill tank on your farm, you know? These are these right. are just working animals. They weren't under the control of Mini Remo or Giga Remo either. They're like associating with dim sun and i it's unclear are they under duress they are trapped on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean in a secret lair so they probably can't really escape but you know they're having there's no indication that they want to sitting around farting and they seem perfectly happy yeah they're doing what they want to do as far as i could tell what an interesting thing and here it it makes me like ask so many other questions is why don't we all just rely on like why aren't mr mimes doing every like basic labor job how would we know if they don't like it because they they can't talk they're a mime we should just have like think of every everyone would be free to go and like cure cancer you know like so many brilliant minds trapped in remedial like labor jobs that are now free to to flourish it does remind me of uh the world that's created in um detective pikachu though because those pokemon you see them on the street and they're doing manual labor, and it's very unclear whether or not they're compensated for that. Who's making them do it? I don't I don't know if they're being made to do it, or it's like maybe a Machoke just likes carrying big boxes around. I mean, you see that in the basement at Celadon, too. So oh, it's yeah. in the, the mainline games as well. Very interesting. I we just need feel uh, like someone to look into this. It feels like, it feels ishy, because it feels like slavery, but I guess it's not, because they're animals. And then therefore... If it's not ishy and it's not slavery, is it fine and shouldn't we all be doing it? What a what a interesting set of circumstances they've put in front of us and really challenged yeah, it is curious. us with. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this place is swarming with Mr. Mimes. I gotta, I'm, I'm going to say this, Josh. This is going to be very unpopular. Oh, God. Okay. I don't they think the sprites look that bad. Oh, it's it's still the best they've looked. Yeah, I think the sprites... I'm just talking about the behavior of when they use a move where they fart. Yeah. But you'll notice the distinct they lack of like barfy music playing or anything along those lines. Because I, I saw I them and I was like, huh, like these, I guess these look okay. 
I thought maybe I would I would trigger it, but I'll admit the sprite looks fine comparatively. The bar is you know so low it's through the basement floor, but right. So yeah, I I don't know. I thought he was fine. All right. I mean, it did bother me. It bothered me a I, lot. Yeah, I didn't love it. But but you've seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> And well, then, what else did you see down there in that oil rig? Oh, God, so much stuff. It's a lot of just tripping circuits and rummaging through rooms. There's another uh, puzzle where, speaking of farts, you need to figure out how to get into the room where the Dim Sun minions have put the Whalmer, and they barricade it. And so what does Sven suggest? He's like, you know, we might need something stinky to get them out of there. Yeah, like, Sven, we've done this, buddy. Like, this That's is not novel. Hat, man. <laughs> so, conveniently, it turns out that in a darkened room, you can go back and, and find a just Stun raging skunk tank. S- s- tank. <laughs> yeah, yucky. <laughs> and he's ready to let loose. Right. And he does. And there's a vent right there. And yeah, and he crawls through the little vent and stinks up the place uh, so that these Team Rocket goons, uh, or not Team Rocket, Team whatever goons, all flee. And I guess Wilmer, they they don't really resolve the Wilmer plot line, do they? They make off with it. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, Wilmer. They make peace. off for it until the end of the level. <laughs> no, it's alive. <laughs> I actually caught it later. There's a quest uh, where you have to find that that good rod that that angler like loses oh, yeah. in the ocean, and yep. there's one little uh, cave that you can find the whalemer. So I can confirm that it's alive. Yeah, I think I. Caught it's him. not resting with the pedals. Caught him there too. But then back in uh, the oil rig, you, once you've made your way through all these puzzles and you've rescued whalemer, um, you hook up with Sven again and. It turns out that Isaac is here, your old friend, yeah. Bullcut Isaac from the Ranger One Academy. of our uh, classmates, yeah. He works here. He was recruited out of Ranger School by Kincaid, who we know is the, the big bad guy. Right. Um, but he's already sort of like seen the, the errors of his way by the time you reach him. Um, yeah. He's th- like, oh, well, I was told by Mr. Kincaid that here at Dim Sun, we were going to make make technology that would help Pokemon and people become friends. It's not the case. That's not and what we're happened. we're like, dude, uh, how about the opposite? Uh, how do you feel about slavery? <laughs> yeah, because that's what you guys are doing right here. Right. You should have hey, still... seen the Mr. Mimes and been like, what is this? <laughs> For a variety of reasons. Yeah. Uh, but he's still brainwashed enough that he's like, okay, yeah, uh, you can take me out of here, but I want to say goodbye to oh, Mr. Yeah. Kincaid first. <laughs> so he drags us down all the way to like the bottom floor of this oil rig. Yeah. And that's where you find the Whalmer uh being presented to Mr. Kincaid. And he's like, This is no mini whale lord. This is just a whalemer. Just a whalemer. And fuck yeah. both of you. And then I don't know, he like, you know, tosses them down the little shoot. Little does he know that we've hand delivered a whale lord. Right to his dock. Oh, yeah. Just outside. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it starts ramming the thing. It does start ramming the thing, right. So we do have to fight him, and... Who, he, Kincaid? Yeah, he He's tries to so stop easy. you. so easy. Yeah, Gliscor. He's just got one Gliscor. It's the, like, the easiest like boss battle. They do a thing in this game where if it's a boss Pokemon battle... They'll do a little splash screen with like 
a little illustration of the Pokemon you're about to beat, and that's how you know, like, oh, this Pokemon's hard. Right. And then they'll have, like, you know, a long HP bar. Yeah, yeah, at the top of the screen. Um, But this was a joke. I mean, I still had Snover, and it was charged with the Poke Assist, so I just hurled snowballs at it and took it about, you know, 50% off health. And I think it really only has, like, charge, and then it can, I think, maybe throw some gravel. Yeah. But it was a, the easiest of any of his mon. Oh, yeah, by far. Um, and then he's and then he's done, and then he, he leaves. He makes off in his little, yeah, little He's got, sub. like, a little catamaran, like a little jet ski. Yeah. But he doesn't make it very far because the pissed-off whale lord chases him down and uh, destroys his little jet ski. I presume he gets eaten. Oh, I think we so. We never hear from Kincaid again. Oh, he's again. done. His, yeah. his, he's on a boat, and the boat gets exploded by a whale yeah. lord, and that's the last we hear of him. So, so he died. Rest it's in like a definitely confirmed death with actual kill Pokemon universe. Yeah. I'm sure 100% he just whited dead. out and woke up like with Nurse Jenny over him. <laughs> Who's also in the belly of the whale lord. Yeah. So then you uh, you head back to the the ranger station and you check in with everyone. You bring Isaac back. He's now a a, a researcher for the the Pokemon Rangers. Oh yeah, so that's uh, sympathy for the Dim Sun, the hot new segment. Oh yeah, because we have liberated another hapless fool who had been uh, tricked into serving dim sun and uh and now he's he's on our side and he's happy about it yeah we yeah, think of course he is. aside from that whole thing where he made us go say goodbye to his evil master yeah well it turns out we learned later that apparently like kincaid's whole thing was like coney 2012 where he was like <laughs> he got a job at the pokemon ranger academy so that he could recruit Right, child soldiers into yeah. Team Dim Sun. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he is Coney, <laughs> which I guess is maybe not something you joke about because he that man was very evil and did recruit no, child soldiers. But it not became a such a, a moment in 2012 that we all just we had so much fun with it back then. Hard to believe that was already 10 years ago. It really is. 10 year anniversary. All the while, Joshua, we're still getting Styler voicemails. Voicemail, yeah. These From specific typos and sort of broken English. Keith, or, or someone pretending to be Keith, begging us to come find him in... The Haruba Desert. The Haruba Desert, yes. So we take a boat over to Haruba Desert. We uh, head north from Haruba Village. Uh, in Haruba Village, Haruba Village is under the thrall of a Gigarimo. Yeah, when and it's a, there's a sandstorm, there's hippopotamus, what are they? Yeah, the hippopotamus yeah. one. And uh, even the people are like under the thrall of the uh, Gigarimo. Yeah. They just give you blank stares. It turns out that there is a, a, a local here who found a Gigarimo unit out in the desert. He is a coffee maker. <laughs> yeah. And he's decided that it's a coffee machine and he makes the world's worst coffee in it. It tastes like oil and sand is what everyone yeah. says. Um, but he's convinced that it's a coffee machine and not a Gigarimo. So we have to go and find some Pokemon with like cut three or whatever to bring back to the village and uh, destroy the Gigarimo unit to, to release everyone. Right. Just a just a quick little quick little bit of storytelling, quick little fetch quest to go find a a Pelipper or whatever. 
Yeah. But then we head north because the real attraction here, Joshua, is the giant temple just north of of the village here. Oh, yeah. That's where the distress signal's coming from, Hippowden Temple. Hippowden Temple. It looks like a big hip. You would say Hippowden, huh? I would say Hippowdon. Hippowdon? I don't know. Should we see what that Cerebi guy said? No, 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 no. This is the thing about language. It's fluid. Josh, it evolves. Hippowden. Hippowdon. So there's a big Hippowdon statue out Makes here. it sound a lot more like regal than it is, I guess. I think that's why I don't like Hippowdon. Hippowdon. It's just like Hippodon. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Language is fluid. The damn thing. Um, but yeah, there's you, one of them range, raging in the desert right in front of this temple, and you gotta like put him down. Oh to, yeah, uh, he was sort of tricky that yeah. Hippowdon, because he he surrounds himself with little dust devils, little tornadoes. Yeah, and uh, you have to get on a doduo to like run fast enough that you can catch up with it to get in but, the little gap. The little gap. Yeah, you have tornadoes. to charge in the gap, and it's just like a tiny space, and then fight it. Yeah, and it's mad. It's pretty tough. Mad as hell. Um, but then once you do get him, uh, he will use a area effect move to fill in the the entrance to Hippowdon Temple so yeah. that you can actually reach the, the proper entrance. And then we're in the temple, baby. Hell yeah. We're here. There's also a bunch of vines here that you can cut down with Firo's to like get stuff. But you don't need any of that. Sort you of just like need you need Hippowdon's sand fill power. Um, and then you're in you're in the the most like Super Mario Brothers temple that we've faced yet. It's like it's very Definitely. few Pokemon. It's it's mostly just what are the big ones called? Golems. Golems. Yeah. Clay and dolls. There's very there's very few Poke Assist challenges. Like very few obstacles to be cleared with Poke Assist. Yeah. There's little like bronzors that are up on the walls, like shields, sort of. I like they'll, them. They'll like flop off when you walk by. Yeah, when you, you walk by them, they'll, they'll them. sort of like pop off the wall, but like not quickly so they don't get you. Yeah. You can just like run past them and they'll all pop off. It's pretty fun. It's fun. Yeah, um, the, it's very Super Mario. That's exactly right. It's a like, very, a lot like, of it is just like, avoid this like big sand ball that's being fired out of a cannon and like, Run across this platform before it disappears. Uh, Everything is little walkways over shifting sand streams. Yeah. And you have to navigate across the little skinny walkways while dodging sandballs being shot out of big cannons in the wall. And if you get hit, you either fall off into the sand flow and get kicked back to the start of the level, or you fall into a pit and like end up in like a little room full of scorpions. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever those little scorpion Pokemon are called. The uh, Skorupi. The Skorupis, yeah. But once you manage to to work your way through it, which is not trivial, it's like you have to really- It takes, it goes deep. Pay attention. And there's a couple times where it's like pretty, um, what do you, what do you call the genre of game? Now I've already forgotten. Twitchy. It's pretty twitchy where it's like you've got frames to make it past some of these sandballs before they hit you. Oh, yeah, you have to remember, like, where they go. Yeah, and you have to, like, rush. Where they end, yeah. Because it'll, like, hit you, and, like, most of the time it pushes you into the, you know, bottomless abyss. Uh, yeah. But and you have to time it really carefully. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, there's, like, another room full of, uh, it's a maze, and then it's got springy Oh, this is, like, right leaves. out of Mega Man. It's, like, Metal Man's level in Mega Man 
three or two or whichever one that was, where there are these raised platforms over a big pit and they disappear and reappear and you have to like get the timing right. God. Very, very, very Nintendo, Super Nintendo era stuff here. That's but then, a big reason why I rarely play platformers actually. Because they're annoying. It, it gets gets on my nerves pretty quick. Yeah. So you make your way through. Uh, there's not a whole lot else going on in here, except there is one big giant Pokemon. So so you make your way through all of this stuff, and then you end up in like yeah. a an area where you have to do a lot of jump puzzles on big springy leaves, like we did back in um, Boyland. Right. And in order to do that, you need a Pokemon that they have hidden here among the ruins called Tyranitar. Yeah. And Tyranitar is cool Giant. in this game. Oh, yeah. He's huge. He looks like Godzilla, and he has Giga Beam or whatever it's called, Mega Beam. What's that move called? Hyper Beam? Hyper Beam. He's yeah. got Hyper Beam, and he'll fire it off, and it does 20 points of damage if you happen to get your line He's in the way of it. Good as hell. He's, He's never been more Godzilla than really in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's pretty fun. Uh, and then there's also like, you know, stuff like uh, bannets and, and things along those lines here. But they're all pretty inconsequential. Um, yeah. We're really here to save Keith, but we make it to the end of the level, and it turns out it's not Keith at all, is it, Joshua? Oh, my God. Who would have thought? The guy who was sending you vice mails this entire time. And that's his that's his term. We're not saying. Yeah, we know it's it's supposed to be voicemail. And in the preceding other ones, you always get it's voicemail. So yeah. that's kind of the giveaway. It's Ke- it's Heath, the the yellow, the protector of the yellow gem. And he's in the desert. Prince's tier. Yeah. Heath. Heath and he's got. So it, it turns out uh, who is who is the bad guy that we face? Is it Cresselia? Yeah, Cresselia. Cresselia well, is a beautiful the, angelic like ancient mon who's protecting this yellow gem it's it's so interesting that they chose to invent an entirely new pokemon for this game to that pokemon is to protect the yellow gem in haruba it's in platinum what an odd choice to to choose an entire like invent an entirely Uh new pokemon that never no one's Uh ever heard of before and no one has ever the yellow gem here but again after this once you beat Cresselia, you get the Which yellow gem, but that's right when Heath shows up in his helicopter, and he says, hey, it's me, Heath. I have your friend Keith here. Right. Give me the yellow gem, or else I will kill Keith. Yeah. People have died You've in this game fooled. already. The, the band And there's lots of off. bottomless pits right here. Yeah. Lots of suffocating sand. This is an easy place to get killed. Yeah. So, of course, you agree. You give him the yellow gem. He throws Keith God. out, and then also throws his the Magnazone out. Yeah. Uh, but Magnezone's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, I had then, a Gabite, which has the dragon. Uh, the dragon Poke Assist is also cool, where it just summons meteors all over. Oh, yeah. I do like that one. I, so some that of the was Poke great assist, against uh, like, Magnezone, because uh, uh, ground moves did not affect it, because it has Levitate, and that was smart. Clever. Oh, right. They actually held that over. Right. I can't remember. Oh, some of the Pokemon moves, the the Poke Assist moves, like just require you twirling your stylus, and it gets a little like the screen gets a little busy sometimes because you're like, I'm not trying to activate the Poke Assist move. I'm just right. trying to catch this Pokemon. Like, yeah. stop shooting meteors down at me. You know, the like, other one is like the ghost one, like Gengar's, where it will summon little like shadows oh, yeah, like, that are basically blobs. like ghastly looking, and 
you only need like one of them to be around to like slow down the Pokemon, but you'll then you're circling and then it just keeps popping them up and then you've no idea what's going on. Yeah. But that's it. We've we've acquired the yellow gem, but then we just as quickly lost it. Um, but we do have Keith back in our protection again. Yeah. Save our uh, idiot friend. We've we've saved Isaac from from team dim sum. So now we head back to the uh, Ranger Union to, to get a little rest, do some questing, collect ourselves, and figure out a plan for taking down Team Dim Sun. That's right. Once and for all, Joshua, where did you head from here? Did a couple of After quests. After this break, I didn't, even, <laughs> I didn't even use the right syntax that time. No, that wasn't your best. Welcome back, Bug Rangers. Welcome back, Joshua. Hello. This is one of the last opportunities, Joshua, to clear some of the quests that have been building up during the last little segment. We, I think it's the last one, in fact, before what happens next. During during all of the last few little bits, rescuing Whale Lord, the oil rig, and then Haruba Desert, we haven't really gotten the chance to collect ourselves and do some patrolling. So, yes. I know that we said we were going to hold off on patrolling, but this is uh, one of the few chances we got, so I took full advantage of it. I assume you did as well. That's right. I um, cleared them all. Cleared them all, too. Uh, apparently, before... I guess we'll do a quest check. We did them Do you all. want to do a quest check? Or, yeah, where are you going with that? That's where I was going, too. All right. Apparently, before the end game... There are only 40 quests available to us, and I did yeah. 40 of 40, Joshua. I also did 40 of 40. And fully thought I had done them all and that I had beaten the quest system. Was a little confused why all of my power-ups weren't filled in, but I figured, well, whatever, that's just poor design. Yeah. Imagine my surprise when I beat the game, got the little like post-game splash screen, and it said that I had only done 40 of 60 quests, Joshua. Yeah, what the hell? And I happen to know for a fact that one of the later quests is to collect every single Eevee evolution. I, and have I them did on your see team. that. Because I had started to do that just for fun. Me too. Because at one point, Irma, Chairwoman Irma, is like, are you ready to go, like, take on the final boss? And I was like, you know what would be pretty a good idea is if I had every Eevee evolution with me. Oh, that is fun. That. Um, so I was looking up all of their their uh, locations and saw that it is a later quest that I never got. So there's a well, whole whopping 20 quests that are out there waiting for us somewhere. That reminds me, I mean, while we're here, I feel like you're triggering it because Joshi's sweeties are all of the evolutions. Oh, yeah. They look great in this game. I did not capture an Espeon, but I did capture all of the other ones. Did you oh, capture really? Espeon as well? I don't know where yeah. it is. I ca- um, found all the other ones organically. Espeon is in Chroma Ruins. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Unless I'm thinking of Umbreon. I often confuse the oh, two um, of them. Oh, yeah. Umbreon is, is Chroma Ruins. Okay. I, I don't know the difference between the two of them. Espeon is the luscious purple one. and It's then... Pokemon Coliseum's fault that I don't know the <laughs> difference between those two. Well, it's hard to tell the difference in terms of how sweet they are because they all look sweet. They all got the big eyes. They all yeah. bound around. Uh, they all have cool moves. They're very good. I had a Vaporeon pretty frequently. I would just Vaporeon is, is good. And um, there are a couple of them. Whereas, there's a bunch of them. 
Yeah, there's there's a number of them. I only saw one Jolteon. Um, yeah, there's a Jolteon hanging out in the desert. Yeah. And, there's the Umbreon. Uh, there's a Flareon in the Ice Castle, I think. No, Flareon's in the in Volcano, obviously. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and there's no Glaceon, is there? No. Vaporeon's in Almia. Umbreon's Chroma. Espeon, where the hell is Espeon? Oh, I don't know. We'd have to look it up, but it doesn't matter. No, but anyway, the point is, they all look great. Uh, they always look pretty good, but the seeing them in like full beauty in their natural environment is fun, and it it's fun, as Tanner mentioned. There's a quest that we probably won't ever get to, uh, where you have to collect all of them, and I would like to see that. It would be worth it just to see it with them jumping around you. So yes, we're we're here. We're questing now. We're trying to get right. some quests done. There's a ton that we have to like go back and do. Um, a couple of notable ones for me, Joshua. Uh, the guy whose Gigarimo espresso machine you break yeah. <laughs> insists that you replace it. He heard that there's another espresso machine in Hippowdon Temple and asked you to go get it. The second he said it, I said, I thought to myself, oh, okay, Bronzor. Right. I He's got to mean Bronzor. So I, I clawed my way up Hippowdon Temple through all of the platforming parts, through the the disappearing sand panels got to that last hallway got the bronze ore. oh bronzong probably bronzong sorry bronzong, bronzong? yeah bronze bronze dong i got the bronze dong that thing looks like a nice espresso machine left the temple walked all the way back down to haruba village oh my walked God. up to the guy and was like got your espresso machine my man and he did not he was like oh are you here to cancel your quest I was like, fuck. Oh, if that's it's not brutal. bronze dong, what could it be? So I went back to the temple, worked my way up through the entire thing again. Literally the next room after bronze dong is filled with. Oh, the clay dolls. The clay that's, dolls. That's not, what it is. Not yeah. clay doll. Um, Isn't it? Oh, is that one clay doll? What's the unevolved one called? Ball toy. Oh, yeah. It is clay doll. It's clay dolls. Uh, and it turns out the clay doll is what he's looking for. And he comes to the temple. To I didn't even have a hypothesis. <laughs> I I think bronze, bronze dong is pretty smart. I didn't even think of that. I guess I'm glad I didn't because I, I just kept assumed. going deeper and deeper and hoping that I would like find something. And yet yeah, triggers. But it's the clay dolls are at like the end of this fucking temple. Yeah, they're right at the end. Like, you know, four basements down or whatever. So you basically have to do the entire thing again, which I think I mentioned last episode. Or twice. Or you have to do the entire thing twice. Right. Because you're an idiot. Yeah. Like me. And then, Joshua, I want to talk about one other quest that happened. Okay. And it's my Ranger Danger of the Week. Ranger Danger issued. There is a guy uh-huh. out in the desert called Oscar. Oh, yeah. And he's a connoisseur, Joshua. Mm-hmm. He's a collector. And the thing he collects is scents, fine yeah. scents. Not like a Mr. Keepsies kind of a guy. No, more like a Mr. Uh, Footsies. What was that guy called? <laughs> Dr. Footsteps. Dr. Footsteps kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, he wants the most exquisite fragrances from around the world. Please, fetch me the most exquisite fra- fragrances you can find. Um, he previously had us go catch him a muck. I don't think we talked about that. He wanted oh. to give muck a whiff. He wanted to smell that nasty muck. Um... 
So we do that. We go and we find him two Pokemon he's looking for. Oh he's looking God. for a wheezing and he's looking for a stun tank. Stunk stunk tank. What's it Skun, tank. Skun tank. Um which are not in the same place. So it's again a Not long only are they not in the same place, quest. Joshua. But he yeah. is hanging out right outside of Hippowdon Temple. So I was like, Oh, they must be in Hippowdon Temple. But oh. they're not. Oh, Neither of God. them are. <laughs> Didn't you remember what was in there? <laughs> I they just were thought, definitely like, oh, not they in must there. be in there somewhere, you know? Oh, he's way off some the scent, so to speak. Hidden alcove. But no, uh, Stun Tank is in the oil refinery where we. Yeah, you had to go back him. there, and that's again like three floors down or something, because that's right. almost the end of it. And, and then is at Almia Castle. Yeah, that's where I got it too. So you've got to really traverse the map to, to get and Oscars. I did this. When I was trying to like build my nice team to go into the next part because I figured it was like the probably the end game. And then I had to replace like these beautiful, you know, I had like an Arcanine and shit. And I had to replace it to bring in this wheezing and a skun tank. Yeah. And I had you've, to rank. Yeah, you've like, got to like sacrifice like half your team. To and you had to this. get a Staraptor because you're flying around. So you lose three slots because I don't want a skun tank or a fucking wheezing. Right. Just to satisfy this freak's kink. But you do, I mean, Joshua. it's, you know, no, sorry, I shouldn't yuck yums. Sorry, it's fine it's... if you if you want to give Skuntank and Weezing and Muck a whiff, you know, as long as you're treating them okay. You bring him over to this guy, and he takes a big whiff of their nasty scents. Yeah, he, like, you have to watch them. him walk up to each Pokemon individually <laughs> and, like, smell Just them. Just really get a nose full. Yeah. Drag out this cutscene. Yeah, it's gross. Um, and then there's there's a few other cutscenes, but they're all pretty, um, or a few other quests, but they're all pretty uh, inconsequential. That was definitely the most memorable one, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back at uh, the Union Ranger Union. You get called back by Chairperson Irma. Yep. Yeah. So you go back and you get the news from Irma and Doctor Scientist. They have deciphered more of Brighton's diary. Yep. And it says that his son, like you imagine this father, like sadly writing this in your diary is like really dark. He writes that his son, Blake, had driven him out of the company after saying, I will eliminate anyone who stands in the way of my world domination, even my father. And that's like the last entry that they've been able to decipher. And they're like, oh, shit. You know, talk about daddy issues, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So... You uh, you find out that this is, I think, the reveal where everybody, if they hadn't put it together already, all true is the actual uh, corrupt entity behind. Yeah, they're the Dim Sun. So that's where it's all coming together, and you realize how dire it is to go find this yellow gem. And just as you're starting to, I, I think this is when you also you get the reveal from the rest of Doctor Scientist's research that the incredible machine Isaac was working on, and he's sort of like finally revealed all this information. Yeah, he's like a Nazi scientist who's like coming yeah. to America to like yeah. work on the Manhattan Project. Yeah, and uh, so he's like, uh, all right, so oops, you know, the incredible machine is actually the all true building. It's 1,100 feet tall. It can broadcast a 500 mile radius when it's at full strength, which is AK, the equivalent of 8 million gigaremo units. They specified. <laughs> I saw, hey, Josh, I saw it in action. I'm convinced. 
Yeah, this thing's huge. I mean, it's 11... big and it it has an effect on Pokemon. Yeah, and this is you know this is where it's like, and it's got three hundred commands, and yeah. he's like, kind of, we're like, listen, Isaac, okay, stop pitching us on this. Like he yeah. starts falling into this QVC kind of a thing. I'm sold. Where do I buy one? <laughs> so we had to snap out of it, not buy this thing. And uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, and it's all popping off on uh, All True Day, which is, I think, within 24 hours of when you find this out. Yeah. So you immediately have to go assemble your team, find Keith, all that kind of stuff. Um, D- Wendy and Sven are selected to go and like run this mission to take down team Dinsum and like stop the incredible machine from acting. Yeah, their scheme is to like all right, we're going to send Keith and uh, and Glass and uh Tokyo Hotel into the bowels of the building and they got to get the yellow gem and then they got to bring it up to the top and then That's like, not even that isn't haven't happened yet. No, I know, but this is Operation Brighton. Isn't this when they At uh, this point they're it? like Wendy and Sven are going to go handle it. You two stay Oh, they're here. just doing it. That's right. Yeah. And then a second later, like the second Wendy and Conveniently. Sven leave, yeah. like there, something rocks the Pokemon HQ and yeah. you go downstairs and it turns out that Heath, the yellow gem guy from the Haruba Desert, has like exploded the side of the Pokemon Ranger HQ and, and is there to kidnap Isaac. Yeah, they because want Isaac is the only one who can make the the incredible machine work, and he's got Melody uh, as a hostage. Isaac's sister, yeah, yeah. So he takes Isaac, he leaves. Yeah, they um, just give up, and it's like uh, we obviously he makes you can hyper- out- he, power he makes these you fight people? as Hyperion first. No, he, he has can... an uh, Electivire at this point. Oh, right, you're right. He does have an Electivire. I know that because it's my. <laughs> you make me barf Pokemon of the week. Oh, back on the board. He eventually does have a Hyperion, and it kind of becomes his like signature. Oh, Rhyperior, yeah, Rhyperior, right? Um, oh, Hyperion he loves that the, thing. Um, uh, I mean, I know it from StarCraft. It's a battle cruiser, probably my favorite battle cruiser. But, oh, it's you know. a it's a book. I it's a book I've read by a guy called Dan Simmons. Okay. Uh, oh, so that series. You know, that's on my sci-fi list. Actually, it's a. Good- oh, you should read them. They're really good. I'm clearing the ancillary justice one right now. Those are now. also I very good. I just told you about that. Yeah. I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah. It's where a uh, AI ship, like a sentient, a ship becomes sentient, and it's like, you know, thousands and thousands of years in the future and uh, is uh, in a human body, and it just wakes up and is piecing together, like, what happened to everyone in the past thousand years and uh, is on kind of a revenge quest, and it's great. Yeah, I've cleared right. basically the whole thing in about four days. Is that the one where they don't use gendered pronouns? Yeah, it's that uh, everyone is by default is the ship identifies as a woman, as a female. And then so it interprets everything as like a female and then like certain uh, planets. It's very like Ursula K. Le Guin, I think, like Left Hand of Darkness, where essentially like certain planets have like a different custom, but essentially everyone is androgynous and yeah. no one really cares. And, like, some people will be like, no. Like, there's a lot of dialogue, inner dialogue of the ship being like, uh, I didn't know whether to say he or she. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. It's like it's cool. It's fun. Those are good books. So are Hyperion. Why do you hate Electrovire? Oh, here's why I hate Electrovire. Ugly. Same reason as so usual. Ugly. Yeah. So ugly, has penises on its back. Ugly, mm-hmm. nasty Pokemon has penises on its back. And they do 
wriggle around. <laughs> if they do wriggle around, if you needed uh, any clarification there, but catchers. So yeah, he's my you make me barf Pokemon, and That's they fair. do. They give him a little. He's a boss Pokemon, so they give him a little splash screen. Uh, and it's not just his back penises, although the back penises are bad. <laughs> yeah, he's just a very ugly Pokemon. Yeah, that one. This game actually, the graphics didn't do it any justice. He's got like a little like skeleton nose and little beady eyes and like a little ugly grin. He's so ugly, so ugly, and he's got penises on his back. Uh, um, you know. So yeah, I, I don't have him. a good counter. Yeah, and then you essentially just are you're in this building. It happens to be four floors. Well, it's three floors and then a roof and then oh, you know, of course there's three. It's a trio. Sinus trio, right? And there's like one per floor, and they they cause trouble on each one. So you kind of like you fight these, you fight Ice, Lavana, and Heath again. Ice has Gar-chomp. a Garchomp, yes, which is which is another boss. Um, and then Lavar, Lavana, she just makes off with uh, yeah, she's not really think, involved actually. in it, right? Yeah, your yeah, final bo- your final boss is actually <laughs> the uh, what's his face Wheeler. The like little lackey of a uh, oh um, yeah, you go up to, Blake to the Hall. top floor where Irma is, and Wheeler is up there. He's, he's uh, harassing everyone with Bidoofs. He's That's got his Bidoofs. thing. He's a joke. That was kind of he kind of looks like the thing, Joker. Though. He's got green hair and like a bad purple suit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so serious. That's kind of a fun battle because you go upstairs and Wheeler has uh, unleashed eight Bidoofs. <laughs> yeah. But the second the battle starts, it like treats it like a, a boss battle. And the second the battle starts, all eight Bidoofs are like clumped up in the middle of the screen, and you have to circle them exactly one time and they're to out. catch to catch every single one of and them. And then it's like Bidoof, 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 like they all pop away. Yeah, very yeah. satisfying. So then Wheeler leaves, and you and you save Irma, and you are rank nine. Rank nine, pretty easy mission. Yep, but um, it sort of chains into the next one. Yeah, and then you are sent off because now you have reacquired. No, you haven't reacquired the yellow gem. No, we got to go get it because Sven and uh, and Wendy are like, well, we can't get close enough because there's this protective barrier all around yeah, the top of the Wars. tower and like the whole thing. So we Sven need to send and, someone. Sven and Wendy in are there. circling above on Star Raptors, each with the the blue and the red prince's tears. Yes, and it's your job and Keith's job to go into the the Ultru Tower to rescue Isaac and Melody, disable these shield generators, uh, so that Wendy and Sven can fly in and, and blow everything up. Yeah, and did you say get the yellow gem? Just to recap, and we do have to get the yellow which gem, which has too. like a four tiered, also like protective system around it. So this yep. mission is like four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, you're taking the elevator up. The elevator breaks down, so you like walk up the shaft, and every single like you can't take ten steps without a team dim sum guy attacking you and like sicking a bunch of Pokemon on right. you. Right. And it's like not like none of the there are challenging fights coming up, but none of these are. It's like greatest hits. It's like Glalies and like. At know. one point, one of them just has a wheezing in a gun tank again. Oh yeah. It's like they I just back. did this. <laughs> So none of them are, they're just annoying. There's countless, countless. Oh, yeah. The nice part is, though, that, like, these multi-Pokemon battles always give you extra XP. Yeah, group captures. 
so you're just like you're just cranking through the levels at this point. Yes. But then so you go up and you eventually kind of get dumped out into a trash compactor, very Star Wars. Very Star Wars, yeah. And then you're in a little puzzle room. So it's it they kind of do it in phases. First you have to do all the battling and then you have to do all the like overworld like obstacle clear puzzles. And the way this room works is like there's six little rooms and each one has a certain Pokemon or two in it, and a Team Dim Sun member, and you have to with mini Remos. Yeah, and you have to defeat the Team Dim Sun leader, capture the relevant Pokemon, go clear some puzzle. Like you need to capture Scyther to clear a Cut Three Girder, and you have to catch a Magnezone to go like Flash in another room to catch yeah, an Absol to get Crush <laughs> Three, and it's like set off a fire. Yeah. smoke detector to to cause the the water like uh yeah exactly to come out of the i can't sprinkler system to turn on to get a guy who's locked in a bathroom stall to come out who has the you know the key to unlock one of these gates it's yeah. crazy i mean this is to get the yellow gem this is just to get the yellow gem so yeah. eventually you do manage to unlock the the like force field that is keeping you from going up to the 10th level where the the yellow gem is but once you get up there you're up there yeah this is the this is the part where you fight ice Lavana and Heath again right so yes all three to of them disable you the barriers and they all have the their s- like favorite Pokemon is this where they attack you all at the same time, or is that later? That's after this? Yeah, bug catchers. I mean, it's wild. It's like, there's three more levels, and you fight Heath, who's got a Rhyperior. You fight Ice, who's got the Garchomp, and then Lavana. What does As, she have? Uh, the boy version of <laughs> Oh, Gallade. Gallade. That's right, yeah. So you fight that very gendered, Tanner. <laughs> he is the boy version. Is it he? only only male? I think so. Is that not right? I thought Gallade was the the male version. You know and, what? Um, You're right. It's Pokemon the one who's the female version. Who smacks of gender here? They yeah. want to do that. So you fight. Uh, yeah, you fight all of them and their signature Pokemon, and then like Isaac has to disable the the like passcode, and then you have to use a Pokemon to yeah crush. The barriers with right. their like overworld move. It's wild. You do it that. It was actually at this point, Josh, that I used up all of the evolutions that I had been trailing behind me this whole time. Because, like, yeah. the yellow gem you, has a yellow crystal around it, and you have to use electricity to, to disable it. So I was like, okay, get in here, Jolteon. Oh, yeah. So I, I actually made pretty quick work of all of this. But then once you're done, these three clowns attack you all at the same time. And you yeah, have to take you on have to fight them again. Rhyperior, Gallade, and Garchomp at the same time. And it's that was the chaos. most annoying battle in the world. That was chaos. Because like they don't stick next to one another. They're constantly like shooting off their moves at different times. They yeah. all have like bad like like Rhyperior will shoot flames out of his mouth while like Garchomp is shooting bubbles out of his mouth somewhere. It's like it's <laughs> so hard to like yeah. get a clean like circle in on these guys. But eventually you do it. You also at some point in all of this, your styler gets upgraded to the fraudage styler. Right. So That's it's even stronger and does and at some point in all the questing, we picked up like a mega charge thing. Right. So you can hold down the styler for even longer to get like an even bigger. Yeah, it does like line. quad damage. I think like yeah. I was doing like almost five hundred damage if I did that. 
Right. So at some point I just hid like my styler in the corner where no one would ever touch it and just let it build up and then just like do as many circles as I can on all of these guys. Yeah, there was another upgrade from a quest that was great where it was just like if you circle more than eight times, then it also boosts it like 25%. So it starts getting like wacky. I mean, it still takes forever, but like I didn't die anywhere here. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do, they do when you when you enter these group battles, because on he, from here on out, most of the battles you do that are not boss battles have at least two Pokemon. Yeah. And they do sort of get a little dumber and easier. Like, they do tend to sort of stick pretty close to one another. They do tend to use their moves less often. They, they want to, like, not make it a nightmare for you, thankfully, which is great. Right. So, yes, you've done it. You've captured all three gems. Your, your Styler then, like levels up even more to be like the gem styler or whatever. But at yeah. the same time, yeah, as all you're... three of the gems come together, the fraudage and vatinage and everything. Yeah, and now it has like superpowers. Touch if their gem penises all of together. the gems can be, you know, brought together, which right. will come up in a second. As we're doing that though, as we're defeating all of these bad guys and getting a super powered styler, Ultra, what's the guy who runs Ultra called? Blake Hall. Blake Hall finally reveals himself and his master plan on the top floor of um, Altru Tower. Where this big shadow crystal is. Yep. The the shadow crystal and the, the incredible machine have reached full power. He has unlimited power. All of the Pokemon in Almia are under his thrall. They're going nuts. You see him. He, he can command Pokemon at will. At some point, he proves it by bringing a... Oh, Dusk Noir. A Dusk Noir. He's like, I can summon any Pokemon I want. Yep. Meanwhile, Wheeler also summons one more Bidoof for you. Yeah, Wheeler keeps trying to summon Bidoofs. But yeah, you you do have to fight this Dusk Noir. Um, Which is pretty easy. Uh, But then once the Dusk Noir is gone, he he pulls out the, the big guns, which is Darkrai. Yeah, he was using some dark summoning spell with like eight black gigaremos on another floor to summon this thing right and then he's and he has been warned by another assistant that it's like oh you're going to create like the dark realm or something like we're not ready for this and like the dark ride comes out and pops a fucking giant abyss that just sucks all he tries to suck you into it first but then keith comes and saves you. Oh, yeah, he whisks you away in a Staraptor. That's right. At some point, God, it's so complicated. At some yeah, point, there's a lot. Keith gets blasted off the top of the <laughs> tower. Yeah. And you're like, well, hope he's okay. <laughs> uh, but he is okay because he comes and saves you at this moment. And then everyone else, like Heath runs, Wheeler and Bill, or whatever his name is, <laughs> Blake. Blake gets sucked into the shadow realm. Yeah. Uh, and then it's up to us to to defeat Darkrai. And, yeah, uh, save you got to fight it. And the first round, your attacks do nothing. And I was like, Jesus fucking. I'm like trying it's to eat so dinner. It's like done. And I'm waiting to eat dinner. And I'm like, right. oh my God. This is the part where your your wand becomes like a super wand. Yeah. After that, your friends come and they, uh, you get all the gems close enough that they like, you know, Z- Legend of Zelda style again, they float together and then like combine their powers to like, create the vatinage styler and then every time you use it it turns like blue yellow and red it's cool it looks cool that battle is still pretty tough dark but dark is is pretty annoying although you can just park your styler in the corner and build up a huge charge and then circle him but he bops around the screen a lot so it's hard to get a i had a couple of primates too and their poke assist with the like double your power was great 
Oh yeah, I had I had Arcanines. Um, oh yeah, which do the same thing. Oh, by the way, that Arcanine sprite. Hoo hoo, doggy. Woo! What a beauty. Oh yeah. There's an Arcanine or two hopping around in, uh, so in the tower here, and they look great. I just caught, kept catching them because I just thought they looked good. Yeah, it's really glorious to have them following you. Um, once you defeat Darkrai, there is honestly Joshua. <laughs> Thirty minutes of of ending cuts oh my god yeah i i'm like trying to figure out how to even summarize this in a captivating way this was i was already 10 minutes late for the record at this point and i was like hammering a through all of this so (laughs) i didn't see a second of it so you're gonna have to regale me on what happened it's essentially the two main bullets uh actually you know i thought it was a pretty satisfying conclusion of this thing but it's basically like Dr. Scientist makes his way up there and he's like, you know, we decoded the rest of that diary of your father's, Blake. And it turns out your name used to be Wyatt. And it appears that the shadow crystal after it had been discovered by Brighton, his father, basically started kind of corrupting him and like made him change his kid's name, Wyatt Hall, to Blake Hall. Because he wanted to create this rift between the fu- the the crystal wanted to create a rift between them because the well, the crystal worked. feeds off dark energy and like you know hatred and shit okay. classic and so we've broken the spell because now that the the gems are all together they like purify the crystal and then Blake's like I am Wyatt oh and I will come willingly and yeah, like whatever favorite. my my plan you know it was fucked up my plan was to use mind control to make all the pokemon into like workers actually speaking of he wanted to make them like mine precious materials and like transport goods. Seems fine. And like generate water and electricity. Listen, and if heat. we're fine with Pokemon being laborers. But he's mind controlling them. It's not that they want to do it like the Mr. Mimes want to fart and be trapped on an oil rig or the Machokes want to carry boxes. I mean, what They're is. They're forced to. What is domestication if not mind control? I, my cats sleep about 18 hours a day and they get free food and lodging and. I clean up their shit piss. Yeah, right? and they They're pretty fine. happy. Yeah. I don't know. seems like a pretty good gig to me, but So that's whatever. it. We've, uh, Sympathy that, that's, I think I summarized that pretty well, actually. Sympathy for the dim sun. Uh, he comes willingly. They all get arrested. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a big party with, uh, yeah. it's again, kind of Ocarina of Time ending where, yeah. uh, the, uh, Go Rock quad, uh, gives their concert with their, like, actual, like, liberation song, the anti-sponsored yeah. content theme and it's called almia day not ultra day anymore yeah and the top screen on your ds has the shining ultra tower and it like flashes across it's beautiful the the all the the various landscapes and people you've met as they all like you know all the the pokemon sort of come out of the thrall and everyone is happy that we've saved the day and that is pokemon ranger shadows of almia yep there's more. Apparently, there's 20 extra quests, but we're not going to do them. Yeah, I did boot it up after to see because I wanted to. We talked about this before you we wanted recorded, to beat but, me. Well, I wanted to see like how my rank nine. You got to get 10 by the end of this thing, and so that is a uh, level check. I hit rank 10. Apparently, and I did too. Level 43, and me too. Although I do have 10 extra hours of, of playtime on my That's pretty mysterious. <laughs> that feels like human error. I've played for 40 hours and Josh has only played for 30. I don't. We don't know why. Yeah. 
So Good yeah, this me. that's Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. It's honestly pretty fun. I enjoyed it. It's goofy and JRPGE in like all the bad ways, like convoluted story and grindy mechanics at times. But it's charming. fun. It's charming. It's fun. It looks great. The graphics are great. all look great. It's like the the novelty of spinning the stylus on the bottom screen you expect is going to wear off really quickly but it sort of doesn't like no it keeps being fun they manage to like level up your pen and the enemies get harder in such a way that it's like actually a challenge yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with like if you do or if you did play this the quests really they make it go by quick because those upgrades are great yeah Uh, i was really impressed also I'll, i'll just give a respect to nintendo hardware how did that screen not break with the amount of circling that I was doing oh, on that I thing? Think, I think it, this game is notorious for breaking old 3DS screens because I don't know if you remember this, but the like first gen 3DSs had a, like oh, a just s- the DS, the old old one. Yeah, had like a very yeah. soft bottom screen. Yeah, like it had this like film over it, and I think everyone ruined their DSs with this game. Um, My DS Lite still perfect screen. I'm looking at it. Oh, really? Our modern yeah. DSs have like glass screens, so it's it's a little uh, a little hardier. I do think this will be the last ride for the the DS Lite, though. I I believe I will be 3DS from now on. What's your assessment of this game? Where do you place it in our interstitial uh, hierarchy? Well, let's see. We got Snap, Snap, Coliseum, Gale of Darkness XD. Mystery Dungeon, Red Rescue Team. Then this. This. That's it. I think so. We skipped. We got a, some work to do. An interstitial between four and five. Yeah, I guess I would probably go. Ooh, that's tough. I I'm tempted to say that it's the best one. I think um, it is. I think it is. I I like Coliseum a lot. Yeah. For a lot of the same reasons, it's like Coliseum reminded me of a Final Very Fantasy unique. game. Very unique. And it's a Creatures Inc. joint, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think this is maybe the most fun interstitial we've played. I think I'd go Ranger, Shadows of Almia specifically, Coliseum, Gale of Darkness, Snap, Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, Mystery Dungeon, by far the worst. Yeah. What are we going, where are we going from here, Joshua? We are going to Unova once again. But yes, we are taking a quick break. We're taking two weeks off. We're just too busy, and we apologize for that. We hate taking breaks, but we just need a couple weeks off to collect ourselves uh, before we head back into the Unova region. We asked you guys, we sent a poll on Twitter. We said, should we do Black and White 2, or should we uh, do Pokemon Legends Arceus? Yes. Which is coming out around when this episode is dropping. And all of you, with a resounding... 70%. 70%. 70%. 70%. And it was similar, I think, when we did this before Black and White also. None of you want us to break the chronology. You love it. You love history, so, and I love that about you. We will hold off on Pokemon Legends Arceus for now, and we will play Pokemon Black and White 2. Um, we are Starting still... S- January 25th. Oh, Tuesday, January 25th. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's Tanner's birthday. That's so nice. We've got some ideas for weird shit to make the the season a little bit more interesting um some some interesting rules and stuff like that uh do we want to say we're gonna wait let's wait because what i'm gonna say now is if you have like an idea that you're really fired up about that you wish we would do for like alternate rules or anything along those lines just tweet at us 
at exp share pod and let us know like what wild rule set you think yeah. would be fun for us to do we have we an idea of what we want to do but yeah. we're still open to uh suggestions if you've got some ideas. got about a week to lock it so yeah. let so, us know what you think and you know give us a follow on social yeah, twitter and do. instagram while you're exp there share pod and pick up those carts if you if you want to play along you've got two weeks yep and uh, check out our subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers yep Rate and review the show everywhere you rate and review shows. That's it for Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia, Bug Rangers, Joshua. Goodbye. Bug Rangers, smell you later.